You need to fill me up so I can rebuild you. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 264. He's Randy and I'm Jason. We're your hosts. We come at you maybe once or twice, three times, four times a month. Usually drop on Friday, but it's it's flexible. You, you gotta be with us. You gotta be flexible. And I'm finding that's something I need to work on. Some self introspection, flexibility. I tend to be very once a plan is in motion, I do not deviate. Um, what kind of plan? Like, uh, say maybe over the the, the uh, break, you're you were gonna go to the ski mountain as you do, you know, and. Uh, you had this plan set since like September. You were looking forward to this. You just gotten released from the hospital with a fairly major injury, but you were looking forward to the snowboarding season. Yeah. And so you had been like, all right, February break is going to be four months out. That's my recovery. Like I'm going to go snowboarding with my family who I love who you love that week. Yes. And, uh, all right. So, that that's the arc. I mean, and and you plan like, all right. So Thanksgiving, we'll go to this family. Christmas, we'll do this vacation. We'll we'll visit this family, this family. But we know that February break, we're going to visit my parents, so we can earmark a little extra time there, so we can kind of rob from time here. And you get up there, night before you're supposed to go, your daughter starts throwing up. Oh, all right. Well, that's not a okay. Well, yeah. And then it turned into a fairly. Uh, uncomfortable domestic situation between me and my wife and I were very different about how we, our approach was. And I've had to think about it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got, they actually got a bunch of snow out there. So I was actually shoveling snow mm-hmm. and I was like, how could it have gone better? What is the difference? Why? And I, I like, people were like, are oh, you being selfish and you're being very callous? You're not having a lot of, well, you skipped some important part here. So yeah. uh, where were you when she started throwing up? So we we're at my parents. You were at your parents' house, which yeah. is where? It's in uh, uh, upstate New York. Okay, so uh, near uh, near the mountainy region. Yeah, yeah, it's in okay. the it's in the uh, Catskills. I mean, so you're visiting you're visiting your parents. Second. Yes, for not the Catskills, for the Adirondacks. And, <clears throat> but you okay. had a plan to go snowboarding. Yeah, and how far away are the snowboarding locations? So snowboarding locations about forty five minutes away. Now, keep in mind, I had my brother, my parents were going to come. My brother and his okay. family is going to come of four or five, five, sorry. Right, um, so you're not four. getting new accommodations. You're staying, you're lodging. Yes. It's going to be your childhood bedroom. No, but okay. my parents have since moved out of the house. I grew up <laughs> into a smaller, they've downsized, but it's to a, a much more fun place. It's on a lake. Oh, so yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. So we're on a lake. Other, You know, they're, they're, uh, the plan was to go snowboarding on Monday, kick around on Tuesday, go snowboarding again Wednesday, return Take, I had to go to work on Thursday, and then my daughter had a gymnastics thing on Friday. So that was the week. That was all scheduled all right, so out. You a, so you get a kid yeah. barfing. is throwing a wrench in the works. Yeah. And what do you do? <laughs> yeah. What did what? you do? Ah, so what did I do? Okay, so she started throwing up the night before. Threw up once. Sunday now, night. Yeah. Now, you got to kind of rewind. This kid also eats doesn't eat well. I won't say she eats a bunch of garbage, but she doesn't eat... Um. She doesn't eat a lot of high quality foods. Let me put it that way. Well, that's always the parents' first response, right? Like, my kid doesn't have the stomach bug. Must be what they ate, <laughs> right? No, They're well, one and it's done. More... You got that all out, right? Let's get some oatmeal in you, and we'll be on our way. <laughs> well, that's not the parents. That's my response. Mine is much more <laughs> psychosomatic to me. I think that she manifests these like stomach illnesses because, mm-hmm. and and we've actually taken her to nutritionists and stuff because there has been other times where, um. She's, she'll go to bed and then she'll come down like 15 minutes later. I can't sleep. My stomach's killing. And it, there's a pattern of this. So like I said, we've actually taken her to dietitians, nutritionists, and she's super high active, right? She's always playing sports, always doing everything, but won't eat any meat. So very hard to get her to eat protein. Mm-hmm. Well, very hard to get her to eat vegetables. So, so she'll eat other stuff, some cheese, you know, some nut butters and stuff. So we, we try to do the best we can. Um, That's on topic. Huh? You're talking about this a little bit too. 
Yeah. So, and again, it's like, we need to get, and, and we've actually, she's showed up on the doctor's schedules. Like you need to get her some more calories. So like whole milk and like we brought whole milk back into the house and like uh-huh. high fat foods and all this other stuff. Like the doctor told you your child was malnourished. Um, yeah, well basically like, yeah. And then, and then, well, basically what he said was, and they kind of determined was like, she's so active. Like she goes, 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 goes. And then when she finally stops at night, she realizes, and her body's like, stopped moving and stopped doing the craziness that her body's like, whoa, all right, now you got to refuel me. And so her stomach's bothering her. Her head gets all crazy. She's tired, but she can't eat because her stomach's like, you need to fill me up so I can rebuild you like that kind of stuff. So, and then, so that's, so that, so that arc that, that, that leads us into, okay, we're going snowboarding tomorrow. We just had this big travel day. You know, she's sledding, playing out in the snow with her cousins uh, you know, it was like a high energy day and then now it's bedtime and now all of a sudden she's having all these stomach problems. So it's not like this is the first time, but I got this one wrong. <laughs> uh, so she, she kind of threw up again and then like, I guess a bunch of times throughout the night, which my wife was keen to tell me about the next morning. Like, she's like, you don't know, realize how many times I got up with her. And I was like, I do know. And I, I was being yeah. kind of a stubborn ass about it in the, in the morning as, like I said, retrospect, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, so, so you scheduled so, fun, oh. and fun was about to be disrupted. Yeah. So that. I dragged her up there. <laughs> As dragged the barfing child. I dragged there? everybody up there. Like I dragged the yeah. whole family to the mountain. Now my wife was like, "Why don't we just take my? You know, my parents are saying here, you can take another car. We have two cars here. You can take you know, multiple cars here. Why don't you just take one of the other cars? And Holly can come up later with Grace. And I just envisioned." Holly and Grace never making it because they're you yeah, know this is it's like a snowy winter day situation. yeah and they're well no they're just gonna like hunker down in the house put the TV on throw a movie yeah, on before not? they know it, it's sure. one o'clock and I'm not gonna bother getting up there for two and a half hours and then I'm like then I'm all bummed out so there was a there was a so selfish aspect to it with me like I wanted I had a vision for this day that it wasn't gonna be the whole family's gonna enjoy this yeah if we all have to die <laughs> oh you mean that kind of Griswold yes definitely yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yes there, <laughs> see so there is a there, okay I was like where have I seen this behavior modeled and it's uh, Griswold's alright good sure son of a gun <laughs> that's funny um, uh, we're going to Wally World uh, <laughs> So, I mean, if they, so to be honest, if there was barfing involved, I would not have taken her to the mountain because the lodge and the people and the stomach bug. Now there's probably a thousand other people at home throwing up as well. Uh, <laughs> Why would she interact with any of them? It doesn't take much. Did she touch anything? <laughs> <laughs> she actually did not throw up the rest of the day. And well, she also good. did not. Um, like, again. I did not think she was sick, sick, like viral mm-hmm. or any sort of bacterial or any sort of contagious sick. I thought it was all psychosomatic. Yeah. I mean, now that said, yeah. I have done the same thing uh, one, one, maybe two times. My son has had a fever on, on one of our February vacation trips. Mm-hmm. And we weren't staying at, at relatives. We had a cabin we rented or whatever. And I said, okay, you got a fever. Get in the car anyway, right? And we just relocate everybody to the mountain, and yeah. I just made him a little bed under a table in the lodge. All right, off to the side. Yeah, I gave him a walkie-talkie. I gave him a couple of bottles of Gatorade, <laughs> and some snacks, and tucked him in, and put a little sign on him that says "Don't step on me." All right, and uh, and let him be. And he just slept because he was sick. <laughs> okay, so I'm not the only one that has been that bad. All right, good. And, and honestly, you know, I could just kind of turn it off. I'm like, well, there's nothing else I can do for him, right? You got you to gotta separate these things. Like, he's not throwing up. He just needs to get through his fever and rest and drink and all that stuff. Huh. Yeah. Throwing up thing is tricky because it's like they need help and clean up and get yeah, to their bucket. Yeah. You don't want a kid thrown up in the lodge and just leave her in there with a bucket and all by herself. That'd be disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but he's just taking a nap as far as anyone else is concerned under a, under a table. And oh, I, I went outside and had, you know, had a good time. Didn't think twice. Hmm. <laughs> I don't even think I called to check in. Just, <laughs> like, Great. just call me if you need something. Yeah. Right. So we're in a and, super uh, low key. 
we were at a super, the other things here, other factors, we were a super low key mountain, right? So the lodge is right there. I mean, it's literally like you can ski right there. You walk mm-hmm. out a hundred yards or on the lift. It's one lift. My mom was going to be in the lodge the whole day. So she was going to have like supervision. Like if things really started to go south, it's like not, she could have just mm-hmm. come. You got a lodge outside. mom. That's good news. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Lodge mom's nice. It's huge. Thank you, mom. For both sessions, um, Lodge Mom's handy with the with the youngins too. You know, when you yeah, ones. so I mean, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I similar idea. Like, I I prepped her. I was like, your tablet, you have you, you download a movie or whatever. Like, I brought power. I was like, all right, you you're all set up here. You have books, mo- movies on this tablet. They have Wi Fi there, so you can do. And then I thought <laughs> so, she uh... would. I thought she would also see the other kids and all her cousins going and be like, okay, I want to go. Because I still thought it was in her head. She like, was sick. Yeah. But she was. So. Well, yeah. But she did go half the day. She went for a bunch of runs. But oh, she did. was like, eh, I'm not feeling great. I'm going to go back in. Okay. Yeah. Fine. yeah so. Threw a ball over the trail. You're like, God, get this out of your head already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, anyways, go on. You were going to say so I kept So the vegetable shenanigans. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. We, we, and I'm going to 100% blame us as parents. Mm-hmm. We have done a very poor job of establishing good dietary practices with uh, our children. Mm -hmm. My son in particular eats the same thing for dinner every day. Now, he makes his own lunch for school and he packs a variety of things and he does eat fruit. uh, But they're both vegetarian. So a lot of those things are tricky, as you mentioned. Um, But he pretty much just has macaroni every night for dinner. But he has other things with it. So he'll eat. He eats that and whatever else, apples and vegetables and whatever we give him. Uh, but my daughter hates absolutely everything, like especially fruits and vegetables. And it got to a point where I was actually concerned just from her behavior, from her how she was feeling from time to time. Like she just seemed, you know, looking at what she's eating, I'm like, you can't possibly be feeling good. You're not eating anything of any sustenance. Of mm-hmm. substance at all like you're clearly not getting vitamins and protein and everything you need just so we had to like figure out a way to get her to eat more fruits and vegetables and of course they just start with kind of forcing her which isn't great uh not holding her down and cramming them in there but you know um it just gets her upset and it ruins the whole evening and and then you know what's kind of what's been working lately is just we just told her like so i my family all three of them the other three folks are out mondays and wednesdays at this martial arts class and so i get home and i finally got a chance to start making dinner yeah i I honestly never make dinner so now i can so i'm preparing dinner and i'm like well how am i going to get this vegetable stuff to work with her and this seems like really duh to think about but i'm looking at i'm setting this table i'm making everybody's dinner i'm like coming up with stuff for my wife and i and making macaroni for my son which is dumb he's not eating what we're eating making something different for her and i'm like wait a minute why don't we just if i want her to eat vegetables why aren't we all just eating the same vegetables because <laughs> that's not what was happening so then i'm like all right i'm just gonna make these special little plates that have some sugar snap peas and some apples on them because those are the two things that she's relatively yeah. comfortable with she'll just right. shriek at us about it right yeah and so everybody got it, right it's like everybody gets it and okay. um it, let's just say it was less of a battle right and at first so it was like okay cool that that kind of worked that went well and she actually seemed to be feeling better even after just eating a little bit <laughs> but what seems to really work well is that when she gets home from school in the afternoon she does that portion of the dinner prep for everyone Okay. So my wife got her on, like she has, they use these little containers. Sometimes they put them on plates and everybody has oh, a like name it. on them. And like she's it. turned it into a, a big joke, of course, because she thinks it's all my fault that she's eating vegetables and stuff now. So she'll she'll take these little Tupperware containers, which they have all her names on them, and she puts, she counts out sugar snap peas into each one. Yeah. And I came home. She had done that prep work Monday, and I came home Monday, and I, there were the containers, and I looked in the containers. Her container has three <laughs> sugar snap peas in it, right? right. Her, brother, her brother's has like five. Her mom's has like five in it, and mine has about a hundred. <laughs> right? She just packed it to the brim and just jammed the lid on, right? Just, I'm like, 
what are you doing? You're, she's being completely <laughs> ridiculous, right? So I opened them all up and I redistributed them. I put I put like eight in hers. I'm like, she's going to kill me, right? She's <laughs> going to freak. I knew she was going to freak out when she saw this. <laughs> and I closed the containers up and I put them right back where they were, where she, she had left them. So I, I, Max is at eight now. Everybody had eight and I had like 20. Or I still had a ton in mine. And... <laughs> She sat down at dinner. She eats her like rolls she's eating with butter. I mean, it's prison food. It's ridiculous. So she's having this like buttered roll. And then she finally opens up her bean, her string pea container. And she looks at it. She's like, what? And she looks around at the other ones. She looks at me. She's like, why are there so many string peas in my container? I'm like, I don't know. Didn't you prepare them? And she's like, I did. I thought I did. And she and was... She didn't. Ah, she didn't spaz, Yeah, she didn't spaz out. Of it. She couldn't figure it out. She goes, I. She goes, I definitely put. She goes, I put three in mine, five in Max's, five in Mom's, and like a hundred in yours. Like, <laughs> trying to keep a straight face. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, what's in there now? She's like, there's eight. Like, well, I don't know. And she's like, how many in your Max's? She's like, oh, I have eight. And he's like chewing on one. And she just ate them. She, nice. just, she didn't say anything else after that. She just ate all of them. So That's, <laughs> that was, I don't know how I got away with that one, but getting her involved in the prep seems to be working really well. We take her shopping more now, which I don't know, for some reason, all parents hate. I love taking the kids shopping. What? We take her into the produce section. Oh, uh, yeah. have her look at everything. You want to pick something else? And she she hasn't really adjusted to anything else yet. She's still just like green apples and sugar snap peas. She's eaten green beans and stuff before, but I don't care. I'm not going to change it. I'm going to keep. We'll keep taking her to the store. Keep pointing out other fruits and be like, "Well, do you want to try this? Do you want to try that? Do you want to no, 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 no." But one day she'll be like, "Okay, let's get some of these berries." You know. She likes the dried mango because they're covered in sugar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is a different different thing. But <clears throat> we have to do it. The, the real trick here is like we got to – she's got to do it every day because she misses a day. She goes back to just not eating it. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so I, if yeah. you think about this, two, two comments on this. One, my daughter, will, my daughter Grace will eat the sugar snap peas, but she peels apart the um, shells and only eats the peas out of them. Really? She, and then won't eat the shells. I'm like, oh, it's so much wasting. And the shells are like the juicy, got all the good crunchy stuff, part. Yeah. Like the fu- well, you know, but I, I let it go. But here's the thing. Like, I will never be able to get her to eat the shells or like just bite into them like we normal people do. Uh-huh. And the reason is because one of the times she pulled apart one of those shells and there was a worm inside. There was a worm. <laughs> it dead, but it was a worm inside. So there's never, I'm, that's a fight I will never take on because it's <laughs> like, I can't. She's like, but there could be a worm. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And uh, we'll take it apart and then eat the shell anyway. So that well, know, they yeah. break off. My my son breaks off the corners. I'm like, you gotta stop doing that, dude. Oh, I, yeah. Doing? Well, he's like snapping off the ends. I mean, will you just eat the whole thing? You just throw the whole thing in your mouth and you chew it. And snapping off the ends. I'm like, oh, uh, I've snapped off some ends myself. I know. I know. A lot of people do. <laughs> I did it as a kid. I would snap it off and then peel the string. Down yeah, the side yeah, yeah. So do I. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. It's I funny. Don't know why either? But. Uh, no, I just eat them as is. Eating my hundred peas, I got in my. Yeah. Like, All right, thanks. Healthier uh, for me, I guess. But I think the and the here's another thing I've heard. Like, if the kids grow the vegetables, they're a lot more likely to eat them. Yes, and and, and, and I think it's just like the the mystery. The, the it's it's more of a mystery, or like they realize like this isn't that weird. It's kind of normal. Right. But if you just put a plate of sliced tomatoes and green stuff in front of them, they're like, what is that stuff when I can have Pop-Tarts? <laughs> but if they like – are, and that's why to me when you say that Molly's like putting together the plate, mm-hmm. um, she's taking away – as she's doing that, she's already processing mentally like I'm going to be eating this later. Like I'm processing this. Yeah. I'm not getting surprised by a right. plate of green weird things. My I mean, my, my wife does have a garden and the kids help her in it and they do grow stuff and they do eat that stuff over the uh, – I think it's a lot of sugar snap piece to be honest. Yeah. Um, and tomatoes and stuff. Part of the trouble is we're just not consistent about it. And that was the one thing I was talking to my wife about. I'm like, we can't keep getting, like, we'll buy apples or something and slice an apple for her and she'll eat the apple. And then all of a sudden we're out of apples and we don't buy anymore. 
and it's like three weeks go by and it's like what happened she was eating the apples but we stopped buying apples why did we stop buying apples and so there's no consistency and then all of a sudden we have them again it's like hey guess what there's a slice you know an apple she freaks out like ah i haven't had those in weeks you know it's got to be it's ridiculous i mean so i listened to this nutrition book and we may have talked about before and it's dumb because it's so obvious and we know all of these things and we should be doing these things and everybody has been taught it over and over again but it's just so easy to be like i'm having a chip witch for dinner you know like every meal should be that way every meal every i mean we're only tackling like dinner right now in in this whole and even (laughs) going to what was really interesting fascinating about this like going to volunteer at, at rosie's place which we talked about before and seeing yeah. what they eat, right? Oh, right. Seeing right. the meals that are prepared for them and it's have, not an accident. What? It's not accidental. I mean, it's very they're very well thought out, deliberate. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. still a very basic structure to the meal. It's like half the plate is fruits and vegetables, and half of it is some kind of like entree that's proteins and rice and and it's like this is good. <laughs> This is real good food. This is not like a big vending machine of garbage. You know, it's like they're eating well for this one meal. Hmm. Maybe it's the the good meal they're going to have until the next day. I don't know. But I don't even do that. Like, I don't have a plate that's full of fruits and vegetables and all that that same distribution one meal a day. And it's like, what the heck? What? (laughs) What? I know. I've seen your lunch. Right? (laughs) (laughs) who's talking come on yeah i know yeah um but so it seems it's 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 interesting to reflect on so that's and then it's like it's not just the kids it's us and we have to eat it and they eat it and we have to eat the same thing and other people are like duh it should be obvious but uh, we were bad about it and we were inconsistent so we're building the consistency getting them involved yes good Yes, constant. It's a constant effort, and I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired as well. <laughs> Keep screaming in my face. I actually, full disclosure, I just oh. I didn't even want to deal with them this evening because they were just both being little brats. Yeah. About everything. Just anything and everything. Homework, this, <laughs> tests coming up, eating. What, you know, just be, They were asking me questions at dinner, and then I'd start to try to answer them, and they just start talking over my answer. I'm like, what are you doing? Like... Why are you asking me things and then making fart jokes while I'm trying to explain the answer to you? So I sent them to bed at quarter seven. Oh, did you? Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Like, just get out of and here. You, Both of you just you didn't walk, I didn't walk it back, huh? No. I was like, just to go. Go. Because they went. I didn't care. I was like, uh, my son just went to bed and he's reading in bed. He's probably still reading. Uh, he's like, okay. <laughs> he was tired anyway. I'm just go to bed. You're being so irritable. Yeah. I'm so soft. I always feel bad. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, come down. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, I think he was he was psyched. They were okay. Yeah, maybe you guys needed some separation. <laughs> <laughs> right? I didn't mean have to blame them. Like, I just can't deal with you. Just get out of here. Um, uh, man. So wait, I never did get to the the uh, the close of the loop on my introspection about. So I think I had I think I had a moment where I discovered as I was shoveling the walk and I was kind of feeling bad about the whole thing. This was the next day. And uh, I was like, my parents have this like sidewalk that basically goes, well, it's a brick walk that basically goes around their whole house. So I was shoveling it and uh, I realized something and I kind of justified some of my actions with it, which wasn't great. But um, basically, my wife is very focused on the individual. And I think it's good. She was much, she cared. Her most important thing was to care about Grace. At this time, she was the one that was needed the attention and was sick. Me, I was consumed with the group. I'm like, I had my my two my two siblings coming with their families of a total of eleven kids and four parent four parents. I had my parents coming. We had planned this thing for a long time. Everyone's driving up there. You know, we had time, money dedicated to this whole thing. I had my family that had driven four hours to get here. Now I had the other three kids to worry about. I had all the cars packed and everything. So that was my sort of like, but this was the whole group. We had to get the group there. We had I had a group mentality where my wife is very much focused on the individual. I don't know if it justifies anything, but that's what I'm going with. Well, maybe I'm in between, right? I'd want to keep both things. I'd, you have to make a decision. You go, okay, we got one down. Yeah. Do we bring her with us 
and have someone supervise her do does she stay home with someone and honestly sometimes you know i'd take the hit on that i'd be like yeah you know what i mean it's okay i'm tired i'll stay home with her but then i feel selfish oh no well then then well, i you felt have like to, you have to you have to carry that off well you'd be like no no listen i want to do this right <laughs> The person who's staying has to make sure everybody else is comfortable leaving so that they they won't feel bad. I know. That was the thing. I don't think anybody really wanted to stay. Like, everybody really wanted to go except yeah. for the one kid that was sick. So, I was like, well, if everybody wants to go. You And you're not really, like, that sick where you're, like, dying mm-hmm. and you need to be in a bed. Like, you can sit in a lodge and watch your tablet. You sit in a lodge, Whatever. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it was still very interesting. And uh, I think that's totally fine. I would do some things differently if it came up again. Well, because if you were, I'm not sure. I mean, if, if I don't know, I, I, communication. My wife and I did not communicate well, and we were not communicating well when we were in the moment. And I don't. I'm still. We still have to work on this a mm, lot. Mm. This is more like dads being husbands tonight, but sign sign language. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Muskrat, muskrat, whatever. <laughs> One of the movies. <laughs> It's like meet the parents of somebody when one of the parents was acting like irrational or something. The other parent would say muskrat and they would be like, oh, that was like the trigger word for like Ooh. calm down or stop. Like not banana. That was a different trigger word, but <laughs> safe word. No. Muskrat. Um, all right. That's interesting. Yeah, meant to look You're being muskrat. completely irrational. Yeah. Like, all right, you need to chill out. And if, it was like never used except in a severe situation. But I don't know. I've heard that that theory before, too. Anyways, that was it. So that was our ski. You know, we we ended up going. We had a good day. And then we went on uh, Wednesday. My kids, that was the other thing. Like that. I, well, the other thing which did play into this, which was so frustrating, was like I had moved heaven and earth. I felt like, you know, act of Congress to get the time off of work. Not to get the time off of work was hard. But it was President's Day. But like get everybody out there. And this was the plan. And then my kids are like, I'm like, okay, we're leaving tomorrow at 8 o'clock. The mountain opens at 9. It's 45 minutes away. It's perfect, right? No problem. It's not that early. Why do we have to go? I don't want to go. Everybody's so early. Everyone's just giving me all kinds of lip. Every single person. Yep. I, and I said this to my wife. I'm like, nobody wants to go. Why are we doing this whole thing? Everybody wants to it's stay taken, home. And, uh, it's taken ah. me. Um, it's taken me a number of years to, but I've succeeded in in flipping my my wife on this subject. So now yeah. she's the one that's like, if we're going skiing, we're we're getting on the first chair. And this mountain opens at eight a.m. on the weekends and holidays. That means yeah. so we're waking them up at six thirty, even though we're <laughs> near the mountain. Yeah. We're waking them up. We're having our coffee, our breakfast, whatever. They get all their ski. <laughs> My daughter will put all her ski boots. She'll leave the house in her ski boots. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> goggles on, everything. And we'll arrive at the mountain at like 7.15. <laughs> so yeah. so it's not even just, we're not getting there at first chair. They're waiting in the line. There's usually like a, a line of like maybe five to 10 people waiting in the line for them to let the first people on. Uh, so the kids are out there waiting in line by the time. Oh, really? <laughs> it's good stuff because you just you bang out. I mean, yeah. between eight oh, and it. like nine thirty, yeah, no one's there. You can just loop, yeah, loop, I, loop, uh... loop. Get over, go, just get continuous runs in, and then uh, all of a sudden people start showing up. All the you know the latecomers, the coffee drinkers, and it, what's really hilarious to me is this: this these families that show up. With just bags of gear and all this stuff and everything's falling off and they're dropping everything. And then they, they, they sit down at the table and they all get up and they go into the cafeteria and buy breakfast, you know. And it's like oh. 10 a.m., you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at this point. They're super late arrivals. They're going in there. They got their tray. They got their egg McMuffins and their mm. well, not a McMuffin, I guess. A sausage mm. and cheese, whatever. Their coffee and their this thing, and they sit down with their. It's like, what are you doing? You just paid like eighty dollars oh, for a lift ticket, and you're just sitting and having a nice little quiet breakfast. Like, <sighs> my goodness! I mean, there are some methodologies to skiing, and I don't know. I told you last time the people when we went to when we went to Loon for the work party. Or no, where did we go? Not it wasn't the work party thing. It was another time we went to a different mountain. Oh, oh, I know what it was. It was over. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day. We went up to Wildcat. I'm like, these people are paying a sixty dollar cover, sixty seventy five dollar cover charge to hang out at the Apre Ski all day. I'm mm-hmm. like, why bother the lift ticket? Just go to the Apre Ski place and save yourself the seventy five dollars for the lift ticket you're not using. I just didn't. Yeah, we have. Crazy. Uh, if I haven't, est- what's the word I'm looking for? Estowed? No, est- There's a word. Escrow? No. We talking taxes? Is it tax Espoused? time? Espoused? 
Oh yeah, well, it depends. Is that the one? Uh, I don't know. The, is, the, is it like the, betrothed? Be give, giving up knowledge? It's like it's like spouse? talking about the the uh, huge benefit of. I'm I'm really missing my word lists today. Um, I keep snacks in my pocket while I'm skiing. Mm-hmm. More specifically, I keep a big Ziploc bag full of jelly beans. And we we for vacation week we brought like five large bags of jelly beans with us and we would we would go through like one bag every day and a half two days i can't even spell a spouse anymore so i can't look it up <laughs> exposed e-s-p-o-u-s-e-d oh it's you it is O U. you uh spouse adopt or support a cause a belief or a way of life he turned his back on modernism he had espoused in his youth no that's not it i think it is um no, this is more to uh, speak the virtues of, I suppose. Anyway, uh, I highly uh, recommend, especially if you're skiing with children, because they're tiny, right? They're, they're little bodies. They're going to burn through energy real fast. And so I keep a big bag of jelly beans. Oh, you want to talk about preach? Maybe preach. Preach is the word you're looking for. <laughs> Could be. Speak the virtues of. All right. <laughs> So I keep big bad jelly beans in my pocket. It's coming uh, in handy yes. on more than one occasion. Like I give, so on the chair left, all the kids know, I give them a limited number each. So it's like, no, no, you can't have 15. You get like three each. And uh, there was one occasion where I, you know, I had to give it to adults. We had adults that were with us that were shivering. Mm. Like, I'm so cold. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, what have you been eating? Oh, I'm off carbs. It's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So... Oh, but on, on one occasion in particular, I saw, I went up on the chair left and I looked down and this wasn't during this trip, but it's a good example. I looked down and I saw this woman, clearly a mother with two kids, very young. One kid was like two years old, three years old, maybe one kid was like five and the five-year-old is like having a spaz attack and the three-year-old, she's basically carrying down the hill on the leash and everything. And she's on the hill when we're going up the chair and I ski down and she's still on the hill with the kid having a spaz attack. So I, I snowboarded, I was snowboarding. I kind of scooped around under her and I was like, you know, downhill from her. And I said, you know, hi, how are you? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, you know, this whole thing that's going on here, but, um, I want you to have these They're for you to do with what you will. <laughs> you know? And I gave her my bag of jelly beans. Oh no. The whole thing. Yeah. I just got, right. I got more. I have supplies in my bag. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And uh, she understood immediately. She was like, you know, I kind of hit it as I handed it to her. She's like, oh, goodness, thank you. And she just started plunking jelly beans in the kid's mouth. Like, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. You know, they warmed right up, right? They were all better after that. This tantrum went away, and then kids are skiing down the hill. I skied off. I was like, listen, just take it. You need it more than I do right now. In addition, I forget. I think you were talking about this earlier. Oh, because in terms of your, your daughter and her her going, 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 mm. going, 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 and not eating so much and forgetting to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, related to that, just switching gears slightly. The last, the second to last day of skiing, I think it was, it was it was very nice out. I think we had some fresh snow and it was a beautiful day. Uh, the three boys that we had together that were all 11, 10 and 11 years old, I had to call them up on the radios, like around 10, 30, 11 a.m., because they just go and they go and they go and they get in the singles line and they go and they go do these runs and they find these new runs and they're just going fast and hard. Uh, and I called them up and I said, listen, boys, I'm requiring you to come down the mountain, come inside and eat lunch because they wouldn't. They would just go mm. until they collapsed and then they'd be in early. And it was sort of a mixed blessing because then they ended up skiing until the last chair, like, oh. <laughs> so, so they were out on the mountain until after 4 p.m. You sure you're not done? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit of that, yeah. When are you coming in? Yeah. But if they, if I hadn't called them and told them to, they wouldn't have come in. They would have just been like, you have to come in. You got to eat. You got to drink. You can't just run yourself into the ground like this. It's ridiculous. So there's a lot of stuff going on. It seems like a simple event. Uh, simple activity, but you can get, uh, gets complex. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, force your family out there, force it on them, force it on them, yeah. make them, make, make them capitulate to your, uh, whims. 
Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, that was that was uh that was vacation. Oh yeah, then we didn't we didn't go. So on so on Wednesday, this was Monday, and then Tuesday we just kind of kicked around the house, and the kids played with their cousins stuff. And Wednesday, I'm like the original plan was we were gonna ski on the way back somewhere either maybe well the I, the idea was to ski again right and so i'm looking at the thing and i'm looking at my kids and being like it was murder getting out of the house at eight o'clock mm-hmm. on monday i'm never gonna be able to successfully do this without complete buy-in from everybody on wednesday again especially if we have to drive two hours because the plan was to go two hours like halfway home and then ski for the day and then all the way because i didn't want to drive four hours after skiing um, so then I'm looking at different options and if not, I'm like, what about night skiing? And then I was like, so we ended up night skiing and, uh, which kind of worked except it was super icy. Cause we went to a mountain in like, uh, Western Massachusetts and I was done after like an hour. I was like, not even like three runs. I was like, this sucks. I'm done. I'm going to get killed. I'm some, and my brother-in-law, he put, he was like, I'm done. I'm going to get hurt. I'm not going out anymore. And the kids are just going and going and going and going and going and they don't care. And I'm like, we're going to be here all nine o'clock. I can't be here till nine o'clock. I'm going to be in the lodge the whole night. (laughs) And, uh, but seven o'clock, I went back out there and did like easy trail. There was one run that we just, they're on skis. And I think skis are just so much easier on ice than a hundred million times easier. Yeah. And I just didn't really, really get a sense of that until I was on like an ice skating rink (laughs) that trying to snowboard being like, yeah, Yeah, there was people being, uh, so I put on some skis during our trip. Okay. And I, we went down this icy hill and there's all these people on skis being super cautious. They're like trying to snow plow down on the skis. I'm like, what, what, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? Why are you doing this? And I'm just like, like this is so great. And just ski right past oh, them. Like, this is ridiculous. And cause we're used to snowboards and you get horribly injured on ice with snowboards. Uh, but we skied, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we took Thursday off because it was like 40 mile an hour winds and super cold. Yeah, 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 we skied yeah. Friday and we skied Saturday the day we left. So we actually huh, we actually right. packed the car with everything, went to the mountain, skied till like two p.m. and then we left. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well. So that worked out really well. So did you did you get your money's worth on the uh, ski season passes? Um, we still have two more trips. <laughs> you have two more trips still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, really? the first two weekends in March we're gonna go. Uh, no kidding. And there's a whole day off one of the weekends, so we're taking like three days, one day, one weekend. I have a couple more days to take off. Huh. We'll get our money's worth. I got a few. I, I think my, my wife was out there at Wachusa today, and she's texting me from the lifter. I don't even know where. I think she was done, actually, because there's a whole bunch of texts. And she's like, hey, okay, here's the story. And she's like, I think we're buying lift tickets. We're buying season tickets today for next year. And I'm like, what? Oh, really? <laughs> so she's into it. She's totally overwhelming it, but she's, yeah, she's into it. She, so she, she has, she had to go like today. She had to go after she went today. She like earned her money's worth of going of, of the season uh-huh. ticket. So, and I think she may go again. And I think she's going to buy her, I think she's going to buy season tickets for every, the bronze pass, which is like the nights and, uh, Weekdays and nights, season pass. She's already set up a, um, you know, Wachusett does that thing where they can, you can set up a group, mm-hmm. like everybody buys in. And if like every 10 people that buy like a free, a free season pass is given out. So uh, she's already set up a group for next year. She said, my son, who's 12, once he's 13, he has to pay an adult fee. So she's like, if I buy his ticket this year, it counts. I've asked him twice. And it counts oh. for next year. So she's like, I will save a bunch of money if we buy him a season ticket next year. Because he's going to do the ski club again. And that was good. So um, he can use a season pass for that. So we won't have to pay for the ski club. We'll just have to pay for transportation. So I don't know. She's into it. It's funny how she's coming around on it this year. Fancy. With the time. Yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm slaving at work. <laughs> yeah. Sarcastic. That was sarcasm. <laughs> right. So Anywho, Yeah. So there was one. Yeah. There was one. Thing that happened on the ski trip. There's a bunch of things that happened, but one thing that I thought was interesting, <clears throat> uh, parenting-wise, my daughter is very sensitive to anyone, uh, even remotely making fun of her in some way, or even just talking about her in a way that is, that okay. is less than complimentary. Okay, I've got one of those. And, yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's like. That's people are generally like, well, no one would like to be talked about right in front of their face in a negative way. 
so we had there, there's several other families there with us, and this one family that we didn't hang out with much. We they came over to our cabin for dinner, and we were telling stories about the kids and about the skiing and all this kind of stuff. And I don't even know how we got into it, but I I mean I basically abandoned my kids. Like they they they're on my eight year old daughter, which is hilarious to talk about because it's it's we've progressed to this point. I don't know where she is during the day. Like, I don't care where she is. She goes and she skis. Sometimes she skis alone. Sometimes she skis with her friends. Sometimes she's in the lodge having a snack. She knows where the bags are. That's the number one thing. Tell them where the snack bag is. She goes in the lodge. She gets the snack bag. She sits down at the table. She has a snack. She has the pass for the... There's a climbing wall at this mountain. If she wants to climb, she goes and gets her pass. She goes to the desk. She gets her ticket. She goes and gets her shoes. She she goes and climbs. Really? Yeah, she does all this stuff on her own. Uh, it's great. Very independent. So this woman, this friend of ours, was inside at the same time she was, right? And she's telling us this, this story about how kids are so ridiculous and how they don't pay attention. I'm like, what? Okay. And she's like, yeah, you know, even even Molly, my daughter. She's talking about my daughter, like, in front of us in her. And, and Molly's, Molly's there. there. In earshot. And she's, well within yeah, earshot. And she's saying, I was, yeah. I, she just wasn't listening, just, just like my kids. I kept telling her, Molly... I have your mittens. Molly, I took your mittens off the table. Like cuz they were getting ready to go back outside together. Yeah. And she she told she's like I told her several times and then I walked away and I turned around and looked and she's looking all around the table for her mittens. And then I yelled across the lodge to her, "Molly, I have your mittens in my hands." And I'm looking at her like, "Why the hell did you take her mittens?" Like <laughs> like I'm thinking about it in my head going, and Molly is like bursts into tears and leaves the room. Right. Because this woman's making oh, no. fun of her right in front of her. Like, you're so dumb. You're forgetful. You don't listen. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, why the F did you steal her mittens? Like, <laughs> she came into the lodge. She knows where to put her things. She knows to organize her ski bag to put her mittens on the table. That You know, she keeps track of her own stuff. She know, knew where she had put them and she couldn't find them because you stole them. Like, yeah. Who does that? Because she needed help. Right. Randy. Molly needed help. Well, that was the thing. My initial reaction was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Haha. Dumb kids. They didn't listen. Right. But as an adult, yeah. I'd be like, why would you steal my mittens? Like, you know, this doesn't help me at all. <laughs> you know, I, I took, I took your left mitten. Right? <laughs> what? I took one of your ski boots outside. Why? Why did she take the mittens? I have no idea. Like, doesn't, where was she taking them? She just, was carrying them for her, you know? Like, they were all going to go out together and ski again because Molly had been skiing with their daughter who was like a year younger and she really loved it because she was trying to, she was really trying to help her learn to ski. It was fantastic to watch. Mm. She's dragging her around everywhere with her pole. She's making S-turns and having her follow her and everything. It was hilarious. Uh, But yeah, it was very strange. This whole like, but the mom was very sure that she was right. Aha, kids don't listen. You know, I told her I took her things and yeah. she didn't realize it. Right. And it's like, what? The kid, when the, when a kid is like ahead of the curve on the resourceful scale, parents don't know what to do about no. it. Or like they're, they're independent or apparently like if they're more independent than their peers, yeah. the kids, parents don't know what to do. I, I've noticed this too. I, I can't, this recently happened somewhere and, uh, I forget what it was. I don't know. It was biking and my kid was biking and the other kid wasn't. And they're like, wait, what? She's bike. No, my kid's not biking. And she, I'm like, okay. It's like 60 degrees out. Oh, she can't even ride a bike. What? <laughs> what? All right. You're saying that like my seven-year-old is weird being able to, like, I don't want to walk everywhere. It's super slow and boring. Like, come on. I'm going around the neighborhood. Why can't she ride her bike? I don't know. Anyways, I don't know if that was the case. It was someone another taste, but what's a little, I mean, what is a little bit hilarious about it, and I reflected on this too, right? Is that she, this the same girl who will ski alone, get in the singles line, get in, you know, on a chairlift with strangers and talk to them, go down the mountain alone, go in, go into the lodge, get the snack bag, sit down, get her Kindle out, read a book, climb the wall, all this stuff, like without talking to us. Sometimes she just likes to do it. Won't go use a bathroom without somebody with her. <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah i think that's what i think that's what it was that's what it was because we were oh yeah that's what it was going to the bathroom we we were at a gymnastics thing we were at a high school and watching my daughter do gymnastics and my kid came over and she's like i need to go to the bathroom I'm like well go find it right like yeah. 
all right, I don't need to take you to the bathroom. And the other mom was there when she was like looking back and forth, like, what do I do here? Because her daughter wanted to go with my daughter. Uh, I'm like, oh, they'll, they'll figure it out, right? It's like, not. I mean, she it, well, she would use the public restroom in the lodge because there's people in there. She just didn't like the bathroom in our cabin. There's oh, just really? something about it that frightened her. So she didn't want to go in there alone. Huh. So she would make her brother go in there with her. <laughs> she would drag, <laughs> even if we, we were literally on the other side of the door. You know, like it's one yeah. way kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Huh. And, but that's that. That's what it was. It was a bathroom because she's like, uh, and then she yells over to her husband, hey, uh, Susie just went to the bathroom. And he's like, all right, what do you want me to do? And like, and like we're in the bleachers, right? And she's on the end and she's yelling in and he's like four, five deep. Like, are you asking me to climb over all these people to go chase my daughter to the to girls' the women's room? restroom? Like, yeah. And, and, he's, and uh, I was like, uh. Yeah. And I kind of was like, uh, should we let them go? I mean, we're in a high school. There's kids around. Yeah. Other kids, like bigger. And then, uh, I, well, I, some she actually the mom actually got up and chased him down, <laughs> and was like, All we, right. "I mean, so, we did this last yeah. year when she was seven as well." And I think I don't know if last year was the first year, but I, I mean, I I love having her build some of these independence thing. The climbing wall was a new one this year, where it's like you have a pass, you can go whenever you want. Here's how it works: you go and show this to the front desk, they give you a ticket, you go up there, get to know those people you get to climb, you know, and that's it. And then yeah. she just, she was climbing for like two hours a day. It was hilarious. I'm surprised that the mountain is cool with that. Uh, well, they, they I mean, weren't it, last year when the, uh, <laughs> the girls would come inside and then they would just change. Uh, they'd take all their ski stuff off, stuff in their bags. They'd change the walkie channels to like 13. So they'd, they'd go up a channel from what we were on. And then they would just run around the lodge yeah. playing hide and seek. And they oh, would yeah. go absolutely everywhere. They found all these weird places they weren't supposed to be. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, at some point somebody was like, "Are these your kids?" Like, oh, maybe they're like, "They they can't be in here." <laughs> you really should be watching them. Like, oh yeah, sure, I'll get right on that. Um, <laughs> they, wait, somebody spoke to you? Uh huh. Last year they did. Yeah, this year they haven't. Oh, they well. didn't really notice, but. Uh, yeah. um, well, yeah, that's the thing. You're gonna make some. You're gonna make some mistakes when they uh, when you give them the freedom. Eh, mm-hmm. You get a couple things wrong. We all do, though, right? And we only had um, we only had one incident on this trip. Usually, there's more uh, crashes, injuries, that sort of thing. I guess one is still bad, but we had uh, one of the mothers. Unfortunately, it was her first. I think it was her first ski day of the year as well. Oh, which, no. which makes sense, right? It's like maybe she, maybe yeah. she hasn't been that active. Who knows if her skis are tuned correctly and the bindings are set mm. right and all this kind of stuff. And sure enough, she followed the girls down a trail with bumps and she crashed and twisted her knee. So we still don't know what's wrong with her knee yet. She's walking, but it hurts. But the <laughs> I'm I'm shameful joying this one, right? Because Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude, yeah. I was on the very other side of the mountain. And we all have the walkie-talkie headsets in, right? So my helmet's got speakers in it and everything. And I'm, I was on the T-bar when this happened. And I'm going up the T-bar, which is on the east side of the mountain. And I'm pretty sure she was way over on the west side of the mountain. And I hear this French-Canadian woman <laughs> get onto the walkie-talkies. And with <laughs> with with an attempt at, at control, you could tell she was not feeling well, starts more or less wailing into the walkie <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to call her husband but already's kind of skied away. And um <clears throat> I don't want to try to do her voice because it would be cruel. But she says she says are the French are you out oh, no, I want to hear you do no, a French Canadian. I don't woman. know if I can I don't Come know on. if I can. But she says <laughs> I know you can't. She said she's <laughs> she said she's fallen, right? And she's she's injured and I'm listening and she's trying to call her husband. She says, Michael, I need you you know to come back and help. And um nobody answers for a little bit so i say okay i don't think he heard her so i call her back and i say french canadian woman you know this is randy Susie. you do the follow the protocol right and actually that was the funny part she followed my walkie-talkie protocol <laughs> so she oh she she's did. practically in tears and she pushes the button and she says this is french canadian woman i'm, I'm leaving out her name I, uh, you can make up a name I have, let's, come Beatrice? On. let's 
<laughs> this is B. Jesse LaRue. Yeah. This is Beatrice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen. And so I call her oh, back. Lord. I say, this is Randy. Um, can you tell us where you are? And she says, <laughs> she says, she goes back. She says, I don't know the name of the trail, but the girls, they call it Bumpy Trail Number Five. <laughs> <laughs> because and there's a silly backstory to this right because all of the the kids really love the trails with the bumps like the, the snowy bumps whatever and you're like ah it's crazy moguls you know well they're not really moguls they're just bumps they like jumping off them and riding over them whatever and so the very the, their very favorite bumpy trail is bumpy trail number one Okay, but you have to kind of keep track of which one is number one. Who knows? Yeah, and then and then they, just, they discovered another bumpy trail at one point, so they called that one bumpy trail number two. I have no idea how we got to five. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bumpy right? trails, yeah. I have no clue where bumpy trail number five is. I know it's not number one, and I'm pretty sure where number two is, so I don't think it's that one, but I have no clue where bumpy trail number five is. But eventually, her husband heard her calling on the walkie, called back, ran back up the hill, one of the other guys went down to ski patrol. They were like, no, 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 we don't need a sled. And then I called the other guy and said, have them, please have them send the sled. Because <laughs> yeah. the husband is calling me back going, no, it's okay. Uh, she's going to walk down, right? And like, <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's me. See, that's me. 100%. <laughs> Eight days a week, that's me. I'm like, yeah, no, she'll walk it down. <laughs> we're tough. This is how you make toughness. Right. right. Except you might as well ski down if you're going to walk down. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> because <laughs> the skiing is going to be less painful than the walk. She's going to slip, twist her other knee. Like I'm aware. <laughs> but sometimes. Okay. So I called back the other guy. One of the other dads was already down at the ski patrol shack. I'm like, can you please just have him send the sled? <laughs> He's like, roger that. <sighs> so she went down in the sled. She didn't have to go to the hospital. She's okay. Whatever. She'll get it looked at. Doctor this, doctor that. You know, who knows? But <clears throat> there's not really, there's not a cost with the sled either. No, there's no cost. It's totally it's free. Not, it's not like, an, not like you're getting loaded into an ambulance. Yeah, there's no copay, anything like that. They just uh, yeah. pack you in. Yeah. They're a little disappointed when you're not like really injured. I think they're probably psyched, right? That they get like, oh, we needed to practice anyways. And when they have somebody that's not really hurt, like that could, that could have skied down if she was. Yeah. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But they're like, oh, yeah, we'll bring, we need to train so and so and let, let them do it. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and there's apparently, I've talked, there's apparently a lot of them there and they're just sitting in the lodge at the top of the mountain waiting for the next yeah. call. Yeah. And they keep the sleds at the top of the mountain and they keep them at all the yeah. peaks. So there's, it's not like they have to bring the sled up on the lift. They, well, we, I watched them bring the sled up on the lift. Well, they, I mean, they had brought somebody they down. They do it after the sled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah they, yeah, they have to get back up there. But, yeah. So they stage it. So. so so my dad is actually, he has the paperwork to to sign up to be a uh, um, ski patrol oh, next year at this, at this little mountain that we're doing. It's my it, dream. That we, that we go to. And he's like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, it, So I guess if you do it 15 days, then you get a free season pass the following year. Ooh. But the days that you're working – you get a free lift ticket for uh, for yourself, obviously, and like one, you get a free lift ticket for somebody oh. else. So you can bring somebody to the mountain with you. Like, and he's like, it's really, and if I don't do it the fifteen days, I just don't get the free season pass for next year. So he's like, there's really no reason for me not no to do it if I don't do it. It would be a what? hoot. You get to just you get to hang yeah. out in these little. They get their own little lodges all over the mountain. They got coffee. Yeah. Right, they get so yeah, well. There's not this. This is a real small mountain. One lift, okay. but yeah. one lift. But I was. <laughs> but they have a lodge at the <laughs> they top. Have a lodge yeah. at the top. I was talking yeah. to the ski patrol about. It. I'm like, so you know, walk me through your day. You know, and he's like, well, yeah. you know, we got to get here a little bit early. I'm like, yeah, cool, that's fine. He's like, we have to ski yes. every trail before the mountain opens. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Freshly well, fresh snow, all the stuff on track. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, no yeah. problem. <laughs> he's Go like, we got to mark the trails closed that are a little too dangerous. I'm like, yeah, I like ropes and tape. That's fun. Plus, they got little yeah. reels on most of the trails. They can rope them off. Yeah. And then he's like, then we just kind of take turns hanging out in the lodge. And when we get a call, it's whoever's next in line gets to go. I'm like, well, hold on. If you Do you not want to go? He's like, well, you know, whoever's next goes. I'm like, but I could go if I wanted to go. No one else wanted to go. He's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, they just 
they're just taking runs and getting coffee and taking more runs and getting coffee. Yeah, I, I think hanging out in their shack. I, I don't see a downside. No, no downside. <laughs> Except maybe it's like super. Oh well, I do see a downside, and the downside is eventually you're going to pull a kid out of the woods that's dead. Well, <laughs> that's dead. <laughs> that doesn't happen as often as you might think. I mean, I I know, but. If you do it enough, eventually the odds are going to catch come around to you, right? I'm not sure every mountain has had someone die at it. I have to look at the stats. That's a that's a good question. Well, okay, so you're gonna. It's not yeah, like one kid right. dies every year at every mountain. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> That'd be a lot. Yeah, you're right. But it could be. Actually, There's maybe, certainly. Maybe, it's, maybe I'm maybe I'm hyping that that part of the downside too much. I mean, on any given day, there's there's a pretty yeah. pretty steady uh, conveyor belt of people with twisted knees. <laughs> With, yeah, with broken yeah. everything going yeah. into that, uh, being hauled away. Yeah. And there was, I think there was a pretty severe crash because there was somebody getting hauled away in an ambulance that was. Uh, oh, no. Really. And there's some head injuries. Yeah. Snowboarders bash their head on the ice, that sort of thing. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's concussion yeah, stuff. You get that yeah. at home anyways. And they don't you die before you send them away to the hospital. So they might die at the hospital, but you don't have to see it. Well, you're pulling them out of the woods is all broken. That's the thing that would bother me. But- yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. My dad's already an EMT. Like he does, he sees worse than that, or he's dealt with that already. So. Would you rather leave them in the woods? Hmm. We ne- that that that's a bummer. We never did get to that. We're about an hour, and we never did get to a mosquito farm. The other topic that we're going <laughs> to no <laughs> mosquito farm. We did never did get to the um. What we did? Well, we're at an hour. Yeah, we're not going to. Uh, we could do the email because we did have some buffer, but we know the other subject about the hot pockets person. <laughs> yeah, we can do that next week. <laughs> put it in the notes so we remember but um oh uh, yeah we have like f- uh, three four minutes or sh- should we email, email? Yeah. all right quick <sighs> from garth boy as you already know i work at the mill and i put in many hours of hard work to help support my family who i love recently we had an annual reviews and i was hoping for a nice raise as i'm paid under market value for the area i work in my manager said i'm doing a fantastic job and admits that i'm underpaid but this is because i came to the company so low so it's now very difficult for me to get what i deserve i was basically the janitor when i started thus coming in at such as low salary initially but through recognition of hard work i was promoted at the company in a more prominent role after my first year with more responsibilities however However, the very small bump I received this year is still 20% lower than what new hires in the same role make, and they receive stock options in the company additionally. I'm extremely doubtful any improvement will come based off this year's compensation. I'm starting to think that the only way for me to get paid my worth is to start looking elsewhere. Have you ever dealt with this? I'm a firm believer that cream eventually rises to the top, but this situation is making me think it will be elsewhere. Does the squeaky wheel eventually get the grease? Well... This has nothing to do with dads being dads. But I think this writer keeps writing in because uh, our infinite wisdom that we show through our parenting. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we have to sort of respond to his question. Um, and my my res- my response is to get a new job. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's sure I, just to rip the bandaid right off. Well, and also that can be a um, a catalyst if you do – enjoy the the company of the company and and you've put it forward that you need so i don't know how much this has been conveyed but i I find honestly uh honesty is always best right this is what i need put the number out there this is what i need to stay here and yes yeah yeah Hmm. you gotta do it well so i've never done that so so i've uh, let's see I worked, started at IBM and went to Quintus, got acquired by a company, but I went to another company and then I went to, so th- I think this is my fourth like career. Well, cause um, you maybe have always company. been satisfied with your pay. I don't know. No, no, no. Well, no. When I left IBM, it was very much compensated, really compensation related. And that was two years out of college. Um, and then after that, I went to another company, and then I was traveling a lot, and I didn't want to travel. And then I went to, uh, I went to work for Motorola for a long time, like eight years. And then um, I didn't want to travel because I had kids. So then I left that. I, lo- I kind of actively looked for a different job. I was sort of, uh, I was like fifty fifty. And then somebody asked me if I would be willing to, and I sort of changed my career. I was a consultant. And then I went into software development. Um, I had college education in software development, but I, I wasn't like career software development, not in like real languages. It was all proprietary crap at, at um, mm-hmm. 
Avaya. And then I went to work at, like I said, Motorola for like eight years. And that, that I actually got acquired by Aris and then, and, and it was really old technology. It was like cable tech, cable TV technology. Um, and this is before all this IP video streaming and all that stuff. And so the, the technology was old, but also, uh, no, it was primarily the technology that I didn't really, I didn't really like the work. And I was, um, just felt like it was a dead end. I was kind of like, if I stay here any longer, I'm going to be stuck here forever. Sort of with that, that was sort of related to my, my age and sort of like the, the ethos of the company. There had been a bunch of layoffs. And so I was like, I got to get out now while I still can and the market was hot and stuff. So that's why I ended up where I am now, which you can bleep out. But, um, so I work at a pretty high tech company or I don't know what you want to call okay, it. But what's but, this have to do with um, boy? This has to do with me changing jobs four times. Oh. Now, the the time I changed for salary, well, each time I changed, what the time I left IBM, now this is now 18 years ago, um, I had told them flat out, like, my review sucks. This is not right. I should not be paid. Like, you, you guys should have done better. And I had known that there were other groups in, in IBM that were similar situation, that were getting stock options, that were getting more, more compensation because they were in a uh, group that was more lucrative. Now this, again, I was in consulting, the consulting practices for the group I was in wasn't doing as well as other groups. So they were getting more more money, more stock, stock options, et cetera, et cetera. Wow, this is going kind of wordy. But when I left there, I went to work. Um, where did I go with this? I kind of lost my train. Long oh, story short. I know what I was. Nope. Yep. Nope. I know what it was. So then I, I wanted to leave. I didn't like my review. I, I, I was like fought it and then whatever. And I still, I still rage. Never since then I rage against stack rankings, which I cannot stand. And we still use them. I don't have a better solution, but that's what I rage against it. And I tell all my, my people that I hate them. Okay. So then I went to work at Avaya. And when I, uh, oh, uh, and when I went, when I made that job change, IBM came back and was like, no, we'll give you this much more. And they'll give me a bunch of incentives to make even more money. Mm -hmm. But it was still short of what I was going to make at a new, at, at just going in the other company flat. And I obviously, I, well, not obviously, but I, I mean, I took the higher salary. Um, and then when I left Avaya, same sort of thing. I like applied for a different job. It was a promotion. It was a different, different sort of group. And it was more like architecture work. And I didn't like, they made me do this whole, like caught me off guard because it made me do this whole presentation. And I was like, and then they like, were like, they pretended to role play a difficult customer. I was like, are you guys for real? I've worked with you guys for eight years. You know, I know the technology or I don't like you're, you're, you're busting my balls here. And I was kind of pissed about it. Like right away after I was like, wait, are you serious? I didn't prepare for this at all. Why would I do this? This is not something we ever deal with. I've worked here for eight years and now all of a sudden you're coming out of left field with something completely unrelated to anything that I've ever had to deal with before. So, I mean, I even told them this at the time and then they, I didn't get the promotion. Okay, fine. So I go get a new job and like, oh, oh, well, we have this promotion for you. And I think what Garth Boy is going to find out based on that is that, and when I left Motorola, the woman was like, yeah, if I was you, I'd do the same thing. She was like, we can kind of match this, but I think you'd be better. Like she knew that like my boss, was, she was like, you're better served. You should leave. Like this company's dying. Um, <laughs> no, it was nice of her. <laughs> She's like, you're going to work for a pretty cool company. I, I, if I were you at your age, I would do yeah. it. All I'm saying to Garth Boy is here is like, you have a different approach to me. Like, tell him right out, like, this is what I need to stay here. If not, I'm going to go look for well, a job. Both. I'd say, because you got to give him, oh, you got to yeah. give him a, um, they got to know it, that you're, you're not kidding around, right? You say, like, we've talked about this. This yeah. is what I need. I have, I'm, um, <laughs> I've got a mosquito farm I got to run now. <laughs> yeah. Some little mosquitoes along the way. And, I mean, it, you, yeah. you get to, you get to lay it out. Be like exactly what you want. This is what I want. This is what I think is market right. This is what would make me happy. That's the most important part. This is what would make me stop bugging you about my pay. I would yeah. stop thinking about my pay if this is where I was. While you're stewing on that, I'm going to be job hunting because if I, you can't, because I got to see what's out there, right? And I got to see what other offers I can get. And if you can't. If you you, know, you you can think about this for a while and you can come back to me. And if you don't come back to me, I, I got to do what's best for me. So, yeah. I wonder if he hasn't already looked, if he thinks he's making 20% lower than, I mean, he's already said, oh, he said 20% lower than new hires. I don't even know how he knows that. Uh, who knows? But, Glass yeah. Door. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. 
Uh, but yeah, if you're getting, so the thing I, I think like when you start down this road, you have to commit to leaving, mm-hmm. um, or being commit to being ready to leave because, uh, it's, I, I don't think you're going to, f- cause so, so what role play this, right? So, okay. So you get a new job and same work. Okay. We'll give you the same work or maybe even like not as interesting work, but they're going to give you 40% more money. Right. If you're saying 20%, 20, I got to give you a number, 40%. Or say they're going to give you the same money. Do you think that the 20% that you're looking for, right? Do you think that you're going to come back and be like, okay, thank you for the 20% back from where you're currently? Like, say they match. And then what's going to happen next year? Right. Well, we can't really give you a bonus. We gave you, you know, 20 plus last year, right? 20 plus whatever they they gave you already. So it's like you're always going to be playing catch up with that company. So I, I don't know. I've always, I've always wanted to stay where I was leaving, but the, the offer that the counter offer that they always gave me left me like, right. there's no way I can accept this. This is going to make me, me personally, like yeah. reg- feel bad about myself. It's, it's not a, I don't know. Yeah. You get a check. So you try. Yeah. Maybe there's something closer to the mosquito farm. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, does the squeaky wheel eventually get the grease? Can't answer you there. I don't know. I've never gotten like a super promotion. Um, Sometimes they just change the I've wheel. Been. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one other thing you may want to do is look for another group within your current company. That may be a uh, like say, hey, I, I feel like I'm undervalued or I'm under, I'm overqualified for this position. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm I'm sort of bored or, or like take I feel over, like I can offer more to the company. Right? You get promoted to yeah run the team I, or yeah I, I yeah I don't know. <laughs> Good luck, Garth. Yeah, Let us know how it yeah, goes. <laughs> Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.